Is it really snowing over there where you are? Not anymore. It was earlier in the week. I almost jumped out the window head first. I couldn't believe it. And it's still in the negatives overnight, which is just total balls. But we're getting there. I think tomorrow it goes up to the teens for the first time in 75 years. Mm. But, yeah, some are better come here eventually. And then you guys have yeah. your glorious weather out there. Yeah, well, it's been raining a, a little bit recently, so... I mean, which is nice, actually. Because I, I... I don't know when it happens, but it does... There's, like, one day when it's getting into warmer seasons where it just it's just hotter. It just feels hotter in general. And I remember when that day happened, it was, like, a, I don't know, last week. Maybe on, like, a Thursday or Friday. I woke up, and I was like, it's hotter today <laughs> just in general it's happening and my yeah my body had to like readjust to the new temperature i had to start wearing like t-shirts and shorts again oh i want that and so it, bad yeah. it just happens one day though it just kind of like flicks on and then the heat just starts to show up and you're like Ugh. <laughs> to live in canada so, i mean the rain is refreshing as well yeah, it is good when it rains during the summer, eh? Even just, like, it's going to sound super weird, but the smell of rain is comforting. Well, sometimes it could smell gross. <laughs> That's true, if you're near something nasty. It's not actually the smell of rain. It's the smell of rain hitting stuff. Yeah. It actually smells not nice, but comforting. Mm -hmm. And then there are other times where it smells disgusting, depending on what it's hitting. <laughs> yeah, like when you live next to a sewage plant. All right, Latif, what subject are we tackling today? I guess the revealing of like a information that explains something in a story. And sometimes, I guess, like a twist where the the climax of the movie hinges on it. Yeah. But sometimes it's just information that reveals more about the story that could have been confusing if you didn't get that information. Yeah. And the trade-offs that come with it as well. And this is going to have minor spoilers for a video game called Horizon Zero Dawn. I just played it. I actually really loved it, aside from this one thing which inspired this episode. Um, so basically, again, full disclosure, I'm about to spoil a huge part of this game. Uh, it's It takes place in this like weird future where there's animal robots roaming the land, but all every person is basically divided into tribes, and they kind of talk as if they were devolved from what we are today and the entire time playing this game it always rubbed me the wrong way that everyone aside from the main character and one other character in the game talks like kind of one step above neanderthal so to me it made all of the dialogue just horrendous to the point where i skipped everything and i didn't really click with the story i love the gameplay and the world to me was fantastic but just the dialogue was so bad because of this decision to make them sound devolved that i couldn't get into it everyone sounded like morons and even while i was playing if my wife or my wife's parents came in they would be like why do they talk like that they sound like idiots <laughs> yeah i know they do and at first i was just like this is a really stupid choice why would you have someone do that like we even if the apocalypse was to happen right now and say one percent of humanity survived you know there's still books around people would learn to talk the way we talk we wouldn't necessarily devolve in that fashion but as the game goes on you learn that this is going to be kind of long-winded i'm realizing as i say it basically 
killer robots in like our year, call it, were created for military purposes and they run on biofuel. They, humanity made too many of them and it came clear that they were going to destroy the entire world, eat all humans, all everything organic. So they came up with a plan B, which is Horizon Zero Dawn, the title of the game. And it is, they were going to create an AI that could terraform the world once it went to shit from these robots, and then they would store DNA in whatever. And when the terraforming was done, they would release the DNA, new humans would sprout new fish, new animals, new trees, everything. So it'd be our planet, but close to destruction. And right before this plan goes to execute, you find out that one of the guys in charge of it, he decides that... They shouldn't be passing on their knowledge to the new humans because it's a curse and look what we did to all of humanity. So he deletes any kind of textbook or anything that they had designed to educate the new generation of humans. And that's why everyone talks like idiots because they were building from the ground up and I guess they're like a thousand years behind where we are right now. And it really got me thinking that basically in this moment they had two options. They could have people talk like total morons like they did and keep this minor minor plot twist or if you just take that little plot twist away it doesn't really impact a lot of the game that much you can find a way for people to still talk like people and sure you don't want them to have you know machine guns and all this crazy tech you can find another way to do it but just the specific talking like neanderthals because of this one twist and that they decided to keep that in basically ruined a massive chunk of the game and most of the story for me so it got me thinking when you're making something you should always be asking yourself here's the decision i'm going to make you know for instance when latif and i made what we don't say it's a love story and we had certain rules about what we were going to do it do in the movie it's based off what people don't say to each other and therefore there's not going to be a whole lot of confessions of feelings and things like that that's a very intentional decision and we asked ourselves what do we gain from this and what do we lose from this and this is something that i think everyone should be asking themselves whenever they set out to make anything so in pitching this to latif we came up with a couple interesting examples so first off latif what do you think when i pitched this idea to you I was just trying to think of other films that have similar moments like that. Because it's usually movies that kind of hinge on having some sort of hidden secret or like unknown premise that like people are learning about as the film goes on. So, you know, I, I think it it's helpful. I think for a lot of people, like if you're doing something genre specific or um, usually anything like a thriller where you have to find out something later on. Uh, but you know, it could be used even in regular films where there's just some information that you don't know, which I think is important. I think every, every film in general, um, can use that as a technique to make it interesting is to have some information that the audience doesn't know about that can make it, uh, interesting for them to find out later on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that's a, a key thing with this type of decision you have to make. I think really the only other thing aside from that, that hinges, in a decision like this is when you decide to uh, try and subvert an expectation. So like, I think the, the twist, like you mentioned, or if you're just saying, um, you know what a great example for this actually is knives out Ryan Johnson's new movie. It's a whodunit, mm-hmm. but he, if you watch every decision he makes in that movie, he basically does the opposite of what you would think, but it's always good. And I feel like every trade off he makes, which is, you know, I'm not going to go this route that you would usually go 
I'm going to go this other route. He thinks about it and he says, you know, is this the best way to go? Is this more interesting? Is this good? <laughs> are people, mm-hmm. how are people going to react to this? And will this keep, will this decision keep moving forward in a good way and not have my entire cast talking like goddamn morons? Um, so going with that first one, what do you think is your biggest example that comes to mind with this kind of thing? Uh, the first one that comes to mind is the Truman Show. So throughout the film, you start to slowly like unravel what's going on because you see a lot of really strange things. Uh, but you're kind of revealed things from the point of view of the main character, Truman. So you don't really know what's going on. I remember the first time I saw the Truman Show, I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> because it looked really strange to me, but I couldn't quite understand it. Um, and then once it changes the point of view, or if you're a little smarter than I am, you, you might <laughs> you might see it earlier. Uh, you go, oh, there's something going on here. He's part of some sort of circus, like he's involved in something, but he doesn't know. Uh, and it is an interesting thing, and it's kind of the whole premise of the of the movie. Like Truman is part of this experiment where he's the main subject. Uh, and you have a choice in the film where you don't wait until the end to reveal it. Uh, I think they did something smart and waited until partway through the movie where you know that you, you yourself as viewer know that Truman is not in the real world. He's part of this experiment. But then what it does is it gives you a piece of information that's very interesting. And now you're still with Truman through the journey of him figuring all this out. But uh, the great thing is you want him to succeed. So you have this, you have this information, you know what's going on, but now you have to watch this character knowing everything and, and you have to want them to be able to come to the same conclusion you did. Because when you got to that place where like, Oh, Truman's part of this thing, it kind of gave you this euphoria, little dopamine kick. Now, because you like Truman, because you've seen him go through the journey that he has been on, you want him to get to the end. So when he gets to the door at the end and he walks through, it's kind of a huge moment. And it's a great example of very well-structured storytelling, but also like revealing something at the right moment and and giving you something that really uh, feels satisfying at the end. Or as opposed to the example you gave with the game it's actually not that crucial and you could have done something different and it kind of hindered your experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think the things, two of the things that the Truman show does a lot better than horizon zero dawn for the specific example is like you mentioned, it doesn't wait until the end to share this with you. Like if the Truman show had waited till the last five minutes to be like, he's on TV. I think you would have checked out mentally because you either would have been way ahead and figured it out before and you would have been like, dude, I've known this for 50 minutes. Like, I am so far ahead of you and now I'm mad. Or mm-hmm. you just would have been like, I don't really care anymore. Like, it revealed it at the right point where it made you care more. And just with that perfect placement, it amps the movie up to a whole other level. And then there's just that that is a good twist, you know? Like, having him be on this global 
game show. I think in the start of the movie, they say it's like one of only two things man-made you can see from outer space because this like biosphere is so huge. But if you were to say like, okay, just as a hypothetical, if we weren't to do he's in a game show, it's like, well, what if he it was all a dream? Then people would be like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's so dumb. Like we've seen this. It's stupid. Now it's not adding to anything. It's actively taking away because you kind of don't care. It's like, well, he wakes up or he doesn't wake up. Who cares? It's just a dream. So it's inherent within it. It has to be a good twist that adds to your story and doesn't take away from it. And worst off, if you have a twist where before the twist is revealed, you know something's up and it drives you nuts, then that's the bad kind. Yeah. And, and when it's done so... It, when it's done at the very end of your film, when you've gone through everything and you've also got like the least amount of time to like take something in and you just kind of flip flip something on someone and then you go to the credits, it's going to be very jarring in in a way that's kind of cheap. Yep. It's almost It almost feels like someone just flashed you in Oregon and you're like, what the, <laughs> what do I do with this? <laughs> so I, I think there's something a little, I wouldn't say lazy, but like a little hacky about it. Yeah. It's very tr- tropey to do something like that. That's why when you do the whole something crazy happens and the guy like wakes up in bed, you're like, ah, mm-hmm. because I mean, in general, it's just, it's so overdone yeah even in good movies and and even in in even by filmmakers that you might like you you see that trope and like what you want to do is not go in that direction at all so with the truman show when that doesn't happen and it reveals something even crazier which is even better it's kind of like this uh mind expanding thing I, i thought it was always such a great reveal Yeah, and in terms of when you do something at the end of the movie and you have a giant twist like that, end of the movie, end of the TV show, video game, whatever it is, I think there's... I'd actually be curious to your input on this too, Latif, because we didn't discuss this at all before the show. Um, In my eyes, there's only two reasons to do things like that at the end of your piece of media. It's either to have this twist and then end. So the next time you watch the movie, you have a completely different understanding of the movie like fight club is a great example of this you know if you watch fight club and then you watch it again you have an entirely different experience through those two viewings um or if your twist at the end has such a huge emotional impact that it just punches you in the chest and makes you feel something you didn't either didn't think you would feel or it's just a meteoric version of what you might have assumed you would feel like if there's a colossal jump in emotionality because of the twist i think those are the only two reasons to do something at the end of your piece of media um what are your thoughts on that i mean ultimately i think it's just for for the effect like i don't necessarily i mean even in the example of fight club i don't think that being a, a revealing moment is what what the climax of the film hinges on um, because after you find out that he is Tyler Durden, you're not like, oh my god, and, and then the film ends. Yeah, that's true. It 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 gives you it gives you another element, and now you realize that he's Tyler Durden, and now he knows that. But the big problem is 
Tyler Jones has done a lot of bad shit. Mm-hmm. And now this guy has to deal with it for the last <laughs> part of the film. Is this guy, knowing that he did a bunch of bad shit, has to figure it out and stop it. Which is interesting because everyone, everyone believes he is who he said he is. Except him. So it's, cra- it's created, it's almost like in North by Northwest where the main character um, is kidnapped because they think he's someone named George Kaplan. And he's like, I'm not George Kaplan. But he wants to figure out who George Kaplan is. He pretends to be George Kaplan, which actually fucks him over because now everyone thinks he's George Kaplan. <laughs> um, so with with Tyler Durden, it's the same thing. It, it gives you another story element where now this person has to figure out how to fix his problems with the twist. But the twist doesn't give you an ending where you're like, he's Tyler Durden. And they're like, well, who cares? What do I do with this information? <laughs> Cut to black. That, exactly. So it's got to give you something more actionable after the fact. If it just gives you like an answer and you're like, eh, maybe you figured it out on your own. And maybe you didn't. But now you know the answer. But what does it really mean? Uh, it, it's got to have something more with it. It can't just be like a reason to... You, it can't just be like, you've revealed the answer and now... It's revealed, and that's simply it. Yep, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, what did you think before we started recording this when I mentioned the M. Night Shyamalan example? So, what, what I said to Latif was, he's kind of a great example of this, because everyone knows you're watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie, there's going to be a twist of some kind and he's done it really, really well in other, in movies and done it really, really bad in some movies. So what's your take on that, Latif? Well, like most of his movies are kind of hinged on this twist at the end. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a lot of M. Night Shyamalan movies, but I know that that's what everyone says. You're not a big M. Six... Night fan? I'm not. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> um... So, you know, with The Sixth Sense, everyone knows um, by the end that he's a ghost. And you're like, oh, my God. And it's this big this big deal. But it's actually great because the whole story is hinged on, on this idea. And you're following this character. But when it's revealed what's really going on, it's mind-blowing because you're able to put everything together. But at the same time, it, it's also kind of... Uh, completely unexpected mm-hmm. in a way that that doesn't feel cheap because it w- when it reveals that to you it doesn't make you feel like the story is less important than it actually is and it doesn't make you feel like the journey that you just went on was all for nothing because you still care about the character and you still care about what's going on and, and want them to get to where they're going yeah um and when when the twist is revealed at the end you're not like Ah, uh, it was all for nothing, or it didn't even happen. It all still happened, but it happened in a way that you completely didn't expect it to happen. Yeah, and it's it's amplified because of that, too, because one of the main things that the kid says in the movie is, like, these ghosts come to me, and they want me to help them solve their problems, even if they don't know that. And you watch this kid, you know, he goes from ghost to ghost, like that weird, creepy chick throwing up in his tent. <laughs> like, there's all kinds of examples. And then... You, you're kind of distracted. You're like, okay, these, these are the ghosts that he's talking about. And then to reveal that Bruce Willis is that at the end, it adds another layer. And it's important to the main idea of the movie that elevates at another level. And like that's the good example of that. I think think about very 
heavily throughout the process. You have to know why that would be important for someone to know at the end. I think like the simp, <clears throat> the, the base level of, of writing a twist into your movie is, and then it reveals this happens. And that's something that we don't know, but that's like the level one thinking. You've got to take that extra step and think about like, well, what does it actually do for the story? How does it affect every character in the movie? And how does it affect the audience watching? Because there, you know, there are examples where M. Night Shyamalan doesn't do it very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about that movie at nauseam in a previous episode. Yes, but you know, there's a lot of problems. I, I mean, I personally felt kind of like, eh, by the end of the movie, like I I didn't care at all. I didn't ever want to watch that movie again. Okay, well, let me ask you uh, this: like, you you're watching this movie and you're like, okay, you're you're eighty percent of the way through. You're like, I don't really care what happens, just end. And then you're hit with this twist of like, there's this um, secret organization that hunts superheroes. So how does that twist hit you as someone when you already don't care? Uh, it felt so hacky. And it, and it felt it felt very because when it, when a twist is like that big, I mean I, I have to go back to the Truman Show as a comparison. Like that, the twist of the Truman Show is like his whole world is a lie, which is huge. Oh yeah, but it's this huge orchestrated thing that that like thousands of people are doing, and all these actors in this fake world. But it's amazing because it's all shown to you. It's so mind blowing. But with like this secret superhero killing society, <laughs> that is it, like the just... dumbest sentence in the world. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, continue. You don't expect to find that in a Shakespeare play. Um, with, with this, with the secret superhero killing society, <laughs> they just meet in like some restaurant or something, right? If I remember correctly. They're having yeah. this meeting in a restaurant and she's got like a glass of champagne or something. And she's like, the superheroes are dead. I mean, I don't remember the movie. So I'm just kind of going off of what I remember <laughs> because it's not easy to remember. I haven't seen the Truman Show in a long time and I remember it very well. Well, that's because it's so good it and it imprints in your brain, right? Right. But there's no, there's nothing visual that ties to the twist of the movie in, in uh, whatever the movie is called, Class. Is that what it's called? Glass. Yeah. There's nothing visually that ties ties me to that reveal as well. Because, you know, with the Truman Show, I have th- those images in my head of people watching the TV all over the world. Mm-hmm. That was such a great thing. And I have that image of Truman looking into cameras with these weird fisheye angles and, and all that stuff. And, it, and it's all connected to the reveal and the world that he's in. And even the... Uh, the funniest thing and something I love is the rain falling in one spot. Like, That's those are all so good, eh? <laughs> um, and those are all, all very wonderful and connected to the, and ingrained in that. But with, with glass, like this, the society and all of it, it, it seems so made up. Like it's hard to believe because it doesn't feel tangible. Um, all you get is like guys in SWAT gear. As the representation of the the power of the society, where it doesn't feel believable, you could have just, well, I mean, it's funny to say you could have just written it into a script. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that's kind of my issue with it. I felt so disconnected from all of it. 
Yeah. Whereas the Truman Show did the opposite, where it made you really feel every single little thing. Yeah, totally. And I know we've talked about this um, a couple times on the show, but I think a really interesting exercise is just be honest with yourself and say, like, to me, if I was writing two scripts, one was the Truman Show, the other was Glass. And I was like, I have this idea for this show where it's this guy and the entire world you know, you go about his day-to-day life. He's a really nice guy. And then halfway through or whatever, we reveal that it's the world's biggest game show. It's like, whoa, okay, that's pretty cool. And then if you're like, oh, I got this script called Glass and it's these, like, su- there's a superhero and supervillain and, and they get together and then there's this, like, mental asylum and we try and convince them they don't have powers. And then in the end, this super secret superhero killing mob that we never have mentioned before shows up and kills them. I'd be like, that is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, just do it in one sentence and say, "Is are you like, oh, that's cool. Or were you looking at just being like, that's kind of stupid. And if you're really honest with yourself, I think you can decipher a good twist from a bad twist in pretty much a line or two. Yeah, in ways. <laughs> the way the story reveals itself to you is going to really give you an idea of the, the strength of the premise. I think... Um, most films fail when they do that kind of thing where they have to reveal some information to you because it's always done through just like talking about it. And I think that's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's done in a way that is kind of like, it doesn't pull the covers exactly. It's almost like the hand starts to dangle from underneath the sheets. And you're like, what? <laughs> that's more interesting as opposed to the guy lifting the sheet and be like, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So ha- having them work, having the viewer work for it a little as well and, and maybe get in there earlier than they should um, without it being a huge detriment to the story, I think is a useful thing. Yeah, totally. And I think it's it's cool and makes it a lot more interesting and believable when you can have a twist where, again, comparing Truman Show to Glass, Truman Show does a really cool thing where like, like you mentioned, you know something's up and you get little tastes of it. Like one of the images that's burned in my mind from the Truman Show is when he's driving and his radio goes on the fritz and he can hear like everyone in the world's walkie talkies. Like he's turning right on this street. He's stopping now, but the mm-hmm. camera is placed behind the radio. So like he leans down, he's looking directly at you and he's tapping the glass on the radio. I'm like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a type of foreshadowing it and you can see that there's a lot of intent and this twist is so ingrained in this world that you couldn't really make the movie without it where compared to and that's the same with the sixth sense as well like you take that twist out and the movie is i still think it'd be a good movie but it wouldn't be nearly as good as it is whereas compared to glass if you take that twist out it's just gonna like okay it's still dumb i don't care (laughs) So when you can have it baked in throughout the world in different ways and it's really essential to your story and your world building, I think that's that's how you know when you've got a good one versus one that's largely forgettable. I mean, just talking about it makes me want to go back and watch the Truman Show. Me too. Just just so I could like see how well it's put together. Um, and just talking about the one from Glass makes me want to never watch them. It also <laughs> makes me want to remove the part of my brain that's retained that memory. <laughs> so it's, I think you really have to think about why and why it's important 
I mean, there, there's even uh, maybe relating more to your first example where there's like a a kind of reveal or a switch that happens that isn't completely integral to the to the through line of the movie, but it kind of it it does something that changes the character. Even in Unforgiven, for example, have you seen Unforgiven? No, I still of? haven't. So there's a great moment where the character kind of like takes off his cloak and reveals himself. Mm-hmm. But it's not like we didn't know. The whole movie is talking about like, man, back in the day, you used to be a real jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole movie, you see him and he's very meek and kind of like clumsy and a bit of an idiot. Um, and then something happens in the end of the movie that makes him kind of switch and become this like monster. And you're kind of like, holy shit. It is true. You are a jackass. <laughs> Dude, you're a dick. <laughs> and, but but it's not like they were hiding it from you. They were telling you the whole time that it was going to happen or that he was capable of it. And then when it happens, it's kind of satisfying because you're like, yeah, it's like waiting for someone to transform. Yeah. Um, unlike Glass where. Every time he transforms into that dude with no shirt, you're like, again? <laughs> we get it, man. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I don't mean to keep bashing on that movie. I do. I think it's hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> but it's it's much more uh, useful for people to watch better films. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, and I think like the bottom line for all of this is it's really important to ask yourself like you know that really cliched moment in like a rom-com or a sitcom when a character is like i kind of want to break up with this person and i don't know if i should and then someone's like here's what you can do you're gonna go get yellow paper and a marker you're gonna write a pros and a cons list and it's like that's kind of really dumb but i think that's kind of an interesting and very useful uh experiment for when you're planning a twist because if you do this and you're like okay this is gonna be awesome we're gonna reveal the entire world is this tv show and it's gonna affect him in this 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 way his whole life's a lie everyone he's known for even his wife like she has a i'm pretty sure they say in the movie she has a clause in her contract where every time she has sex with him she gets paid a bunch of money and like that is (laughs) so damaging on a character level, so interesting on a world building level that even if you had a couple things to throw in that cons category, it would still be overwhelmingly like this is a good twist. Here's the proof in front of me. There's all this stuff in the pros column, such little things in the cons column. But then when you have a horizon zero dawn twist where it's like, this is why they talk like idiots. It's like, okay, pros is you have, this little twist at the end where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I kind of get that. I've been wondering why everyone talks like morons. But cons is like, you're going to lose a lot of people just because they can't get into this dialogue. And when I think, unless you're making a silent movie, if people can't get into your dialogue because it's written in such a strange way, then you really just have to ask yourself, is this worth it? And, you know, the answer is up to you, but the question needs to be asked. And with these you know, reveals and these twists, what you have to, as a writer, understand is like, it's all going to be a change of circumstance or a change of perspective whenever something like that is done, when something is revealed. And it's all going to affect people. It's going to affect the people in your film. So when something is revealed or something is 
brought to brought to light that wasn't known before to a character. It's going to affect the character. So what's most important is to make sure that the characters that are involved in all these things are people that you care about in some capacity. Mm -hmm. People that are, in a way, important to the story and important enough to the audience that, that when it happens, it's kind of like, oh my god. Or it reveals something that that maybe the character didn't know that that you know but you wanted them to know and, it, and it's important but if you've written a bunch of characters that are hard to like and no one really cares about and then a twist happens and you're like well i don't care about any of these characters it, it isn't very useful yeah yeah i um, i agree and like i mean the, the one time i think about it where it's kind of funny is the cabin in the woods <laughs> the trust the, the twist happens but the twist is more interesting than anything yeah <laughs> So I, I I think that one is falls into the camp of it's been out long enough that we can really talk about it. So for the few listeners that haven't heard it, break it down for them, Latif. You know, these people are out at this cabin, like a kind of like any other B movie that you've seen about like teenagers in the woods, and then some axe murderer shows up, which kind of is what happens, and then. What what's revealed later on is like this cabin is actually part of this elaborate scheme that a bunch of people are betting money on to see like <laughs> um, how how all these kids are going to get killed. So they start re- like releasing more monsters onto them and more like creatures. But eventually, one of them figures out that this is all going on and and ends up going into the place where they shouldn't and really. releasing all the monsters (laughs) and all the monsters start fucking massacring everyone and and each other and eventually it just leads to like the end of everything which is hilarious yeah the apocalypse is the end of the movie but it it didn't really matter uh to the characters because like (laughs) ultimately it would mean the end of the world in a funny way but also like when shit starts to hit the fan that's almost when you start to lean forward more and go oh my god what is happening um and you really want to figure out how it's all going to end so when it ends with like this giant creature that's going to fuck everything up it's oddly satisfying but i'm sure for some people cheap but it goes all the way with what it's doing it doesn't kind of like half do it it i think because it the reason it works in in a way is because it goes all the way and and almost like does the dumbest thing that you could do and because no one would do the dumbest thing you could do when it's done you're like huh that was interesting (laughs) yeah and that's another great example of like the pros and cons so take cabin of the woods what is the pros you have for the twist which is really this is all an underground betting ring with these like really complicated um automated systems and these people that are intentionally torturing these sexy teens in the woods for profit, right? So it's like mm-hmm. pros. That's a really interesting twist. Probably hasn't been done before. It's going to take you to places you haven't seen, and it's going to make you look at the entire movie in a different way. And it's like, okay, so what's the cons of doing that? Not really much. And if you didn't do it, what would you have? You would have a generic movie that everyone's seen a thousand times. So when you weigh all of those things, it's like, well, of course, why wouldn't we do this twist? It basically makes the movie and it's so ingrained into the very 
essence of it, that would be crazy not to do it. I mean, there, there's another example of like a a cabin teenager thriller movie, which is kind of funny because there there is some sort of thing going on where these, um, but it shows you like two sides to a story. Have you ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? I love that movie. <laughs> You know, so that, like the the group of like bratty teenagers goes to the woods, but then this kind of sweet hillbilly couple, like these two friends, go to the cabin in the uh, cabin in the woods as well because they want to have like a nice summer vacation or something. Yeah, they bought it as a summer home and they're going to renovate it. So yeah, <laughs> and and to to the summer bratty kids, they look at the hillbillies and they're like, oh my god, two crazy psychopath hillbillies. <laughs> But then when you go to the hillbillies, it turns out they're two goofballs who are just kind of sweet, almost like, you know, dumb and dumber. Yeah. And then all the college kids accidentally start killing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they suspect that the hillbillies are killing them. <laughs> so there, there's another funny, actually, kind of twist that takes something that you would expect, but then completely like dissects it and pulls it apart in a way that you now become um, you become interested in because you know the truth but you know that either side doesn't know the truth the bratty teens don't know that they're accidentally killing themselves and the hillbillies um, don't know that they think that they're doing it the hillbillies don't know that they're being suspected of murder so as it's happening it's all very like ironic and it's an over-the-top kind of comedy but i thought it was really funny yeah absolutely and th there's another great example of where we were talking about the truman show the right time to place the twist dale and tucker versus evil the twist happens it it's like the first thing you get a little introduction where you know you see your stereotypical crazy hillbillies and your stereotypical sexy teens going and then as soon as they meet each other we pretty much take the perspective of the crazy hillbillies and we see they're just goofball lovable guys so if they were to have kept the twist until the end of the story it would have been much less effective in a much more generic movie but they knew like this twist is gold to such a degree that we need to put it at the start of the movie it's going to impact it in this way and it's really going to take this dull plot and enable to, us to look at it in this new light and that's what makes that movie work yeah, and, and because, through, you know, partway through the film, you take the perspective of the of uh, Tucker and Dale and you see that they're just kind of nice guys, it makes you care about them as well, and it makes you like their characters. But if if only at the end you reveal that they're like these kind of like goofy hillbillies, then you'd be kind of, uh, you'd feel kind of like cheaped out because the whole time you're like, on the side of the teenagers, you're like, oh my god, they gotta escape from these crazy hillbillies. And then you reveal that they're just nice hillbillies, and you're like, what? You don't care about them, because the whole movie, you thought they were kind of psychopath, crazy people as well, as you're watching the film. So it doesn't make you care about them, it makes you want to get away from them, and, and it makes you want to have the character you like the most from the teens escape and have that, that moment of victory. Or not, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think that was a... a effective way of of kind of subverting that trope yeah definitely and i think the biggest thing for all of this is really what we're trying to say is like 
boil down your idea to a point where you can be honest with yourself about it. Because these twists and these, even if it seems like a really tiny twist that wouldn't have that much of a lasting impact on your audience, it can have really, the results can be huge from it. And they're not something that you should just throw in there lightly because each one of these twists and these choices have big impacts on your world and your story. And not every film is going to hinge on a twist as well. So I think it's also something you have to think about as a filmmaker is like whether your film needs to have something like that. You know, are you making a film in a genre that kind of thrives off of that? Yep. A lot of horror films, thrillers, mysteries, they live off the twist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mostly, not all the time. But uh, I think it also depends on the genre. I mean, science fiction as well. A lot of times there's a twist that reveals the reason for some crazy thing. But it, it all depends on on how important it is to you and how much it's going to affect your story in, in the positive way as opposed to just being like a reason because it's part of the type of genre. Yeah, totally. And like I remember meeting with a filmmaker years and years and years ago um, and he had this feature. I watched it and he's like, let me know what you think. And at its core, it, it was like a mumblecore kind of thing about relationships and I was like, I think you have some some heartfelt, grounded stuff here. Like some of the scenes and some of the characters and dynamics between those characters pulled me in. And I was like, I, I like this. Um, but then at the end, there was a twist where it was like, oh, they were aliens. And they start talking about like how humans act and what they did to the environment and stuff. And I was like, I asked him, I'm like, why'd you, why'd you decide to throw that in there? He's like, honestly, I just want to throw a twist in and be like, oh, look at this. And he's like, I have a couple lines where they say humans do this earlier in the movie. And I was like, okay, like I get that you want to do a twist, but you need to ask yourself, what is this doing for my movie? And I was like, to me, it's not doing anything for your movie other than hurting it because you have this human relationship drama. That's, you know, fairly effective. And then when you throw in this twist out of nowhere at the end, just to have a twist, it's not doing anything for me. It's taking away from the experience and he didn't really agree with me, which, you know, power to him. It's his movie. You can do what you want with it. But to me, it was always like, it, it's kind of a shame because you had a, you had some good stuff in there, but the, the ending didn't do the ending and the twist didn't do anything for it in my eyes. And I think that's how most people would see it when they would watch that movie as well. The twist at the end that can go very wrong. And I, and I, I think it's worthy for people to understand or attempt to try to put the twist maybe in the middle of the story and let the characters like now figure out what to do once the twist is revealed or once the thing is shown to them. Like you were saying, what happens if this twist happens earlier? What happens if the ending was really the middle? What's the second half of this movie look like? Just by asking yourself those questions and doing a little bit of what could be considered pretty hard work and exploring that, you can be rewarded with a lot of Great stuff, I think. There are a lot of good examples out there for people as well. When you're going to do something like that, just go and do research and look at how some of the best films have done it. And then you'll, I think, be on the right track. But don't don't throw a twist in just because you want to. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. All right, well, that kind of feels like the wrap-up of this episode. Do you have anything else, any other thoughts to throw in there? I mean, 
I guess I'd probably just recommend watching like any classic movies or any like great films that that are about that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, The Sixth Sense is a good example. There's uh, The Truman Show. I wouldn't necessarily say Fight Club is the movie for that because it's not really like a huge thing that the movie hinges on. There's a lot of stuff going on there, but, you know, Psycho. Um, yeah. Vertigo. That also has a huge thing going on there. There's, there's a lot of really great examples for people, so it's just about figuring it out. I mean, there's even, like, great funny movies that, that kind of do that as well. I mean, you can watch... um Manhattan Murder Mystery, which is kind of a ridiculous movie, but it, it's got a weird twist at the end. <laughs> um, and um, I guess some scary movies will probably have a lot of that going on as well. But I don't have a great knowledge of like what what uh, horror films have great twists in them myself. So fair, very fair. All right. Well, until next week. I'm Matt Ralston. This has been Filmcraft. It's brought to you by Acast. Thank you for having us for another week. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.